3: plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
1: welcome back on this wednesday morning all right national transportation safety board wants to look at ways to stop excessive speeding there was a really bad wreck in nevada that prompted them to have a bigger conversation about this and they have two ideas that we want to talk about the first is they want automakers to install systems on all new vehicles that will warn you if you're going over the speed limit, as if you didn't already know, (laughs) and wants regulators to figure out how states can electronically limit speeds on vehicles driven by repeat traffic offenders. So if you're a repeat problem speeder, they want the states to figure out a way to physically keep you from speeding, sort of like we do with um, DUI.
4: Yeah, right, with with the breathalyzer, right. It's mm-hmm. a very, very similar thing. And the thing is now cars have the technology and the ability to do that, where before you didn't because, you know, not every speed limit's the same on every road. So if you're going to put a governor on somebody's car, it would have to be tied to what the speed limit is on that road at that moment. So uh, cars can do that now. Uh, and as far as the warnings go... I thought that was curious because, as I mentioned to you on our thread this morning, my car does that. What does it do? What it does, okay, so um, it will show you on the dashboard, and I'm not even talking about like on the the display where it shows you the GPS. I'm talking about the dashboard itself, the instrument panel. It'll show you your speed, and then next to it, it's got a little diagram of the speed limit sign where you are. So if I'm going 45 and a 40, it will flash up that little speed limit sign going, hey, speed limit's 40 here, dude. You're you're going too fast. Now, if you are excessive, and I don't remember if it's 10 miles an hour over or 15, but at some point, it will turn that speed limit sign red and start okay. going, hey, hey, you're going way too fast. Uh, now, it doesn't do anything about it, but it does warn you, and it's only visual. There's no auditory warning that goes along with it.
1: I was just going to ask, it doesn't, like, vibrate like the cars no. that have the lane thing where it will vibrate if you go over the lane. It doesn't. Um, that To me, that's not much of a warning. It's That's pretty easy to ignore.
4: It is, and I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I, I, there's a reason why I know it turns red at some point. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's not like I'm a speed demon and I'm always out there, you know, going a zillion miles over the speed limit. But, uh, you know, sometimes... And and it will uh, – I don't know if it flashes. I'm sure at some point it will probably do something a little more obtrusive, but I tend not to go that much faster than the speed limit. So, uh, you know, again, that, that technology already exists. Could they tie that to an
1: audible beep or a warning or something? You know, sure, absolutely. The equivalent of this, if we're making the analogy to the breathalyzer to be able to start your car, mm-hmm. the equivalent of this is – your car not allow not physically allowing you to go over the speed limit. Yes. I mean it the gas pedal just not working after the speed limit. And for persistent speeders
4: for that kind of a system to, to be able to put in, you'd almost need that. Now I say that and the answer is no, you wouldn't need that. They can put any restrictions they want to on the builds of new cars, but I think that the the you know the lobby that you're gonna hear from on that is the automotive industry itself they're going to they're going to say no we're not going to do this because if we do then you can't control what foreign automakers do now you can control some of the things with you know gray marketing cars in and and making them put this kind of thing in there but it's going to be very difficult to get something like that to pass through the industry
1: how do we get around that or through that with
4: seatbelts with the threat of legislation Okay. And that's what they did. But uh, with something like this, I don't know if that would be as easy. I mean, it's been said before, driving is a privilege. They can make any any rule out there on the road that they want to make. But I think at that point, what you might see is more people driving old cars. <laughs> you know, <just> going, <laughs> Especially I'll, now. Yeah, right. It's like, I'll just buy one that was built before that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can't make somebody retrofit. Everything is grandfathered in. Um, but – yeah, with seat belts and side marker lights and all that stuff that was put in in the in the mid to late 60s. That's how they did it. Even uh, there, there's a there's there's a mistaken belief that the reason why convertibles went away for a while is that they were legislated out of existence. That's not true. Congress threatened to legislate and and said if you don't make cars that have roll bars, we will legislate convertibles out of existence. And the industry went, "Okay, we'll do it voluntarily." And the only reason that they came back is that the auto industry figured out a way to put a roll bar in the frame around the windshield.
1: Some of you are texting in that you already have this, that you drive for a living, and your your work vehicle already has this. 913-586-7798, give us a call and tell us what what that is like to have a vehicle that stops at that point. I want to talk about what prompted this here for a second, because there might be other solutions to what happened in this case, other than what the NTSB is suggesting, which by the way, the NTSB doesn't make law and can't force automakers to do anything. They can just make a recommendation. So there was a wreck in January of last year. This was in North Las Vegas. And in this case, you had the driver of a Dodge Challenger who had a very long record of speeding. Uh, He had been charged with five speeding violations in the 17 months before this crash. From 1992 to 2017, that driver was convicted of 11 traffic violations, including three speeding violations. In this particular crash, um, he ran a red light going 103 miles an hour, hit a minivan, killed himself and eight others. They're looking at this going, he had a record of speeding. By the way, he also um, had cocaine in his system, PCP in his <sighs> PCP. system. Oh. But they also found that the state of Nevada did not take this seriously enough. They didn't seriously enough punish this driver FDA. he had all these other speeding violations. Knowing that, any other ideas come to mind? Yeah,
4: I, I, especially for somebody with a history like that. Um, and, and that's why... frequently we'll talk about this and say, well, the guy was driving on a suspended license because he had so many previous, you know, previous speeding violations or reckless driving violations. Taking somebody's license away doesn't stop them from driving. It just stops them from driving legally. But they weren't
1: doing that anyway. Right. That's why in cars where you've had DUIs, we have the breathalyzers that keep your car from starting. Yep.
4: Yeah, so we'll, we'll go to the phones on this. If you've got some ideas that that may help, will this make a difference? I mean, if all cars started dinging at you as soon as you were driving 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, would you even pay attention to it, or would you just do what most of us have done and just disable the thing? Terry in Smithville is up next with us. Hi, Terry.
5: Hey, how y'all doing today? Doing Great. well. Hey, I used to be a truck driver for quite a while, and uh, a lot of the bigger companies have governors on their trucks. Uh JB had like 62 miles an hour for a while. A lot of them have 65. Uh, So that's kind of the way it is, and it's for insurance. Uh, That's kind of what a lot of things boil down to. And almost all cars now have speed limiters set for you're rated on tires. A car, a person that I knew had a Corvette, I guess, uh, it kicked off at 150.
4: Oh, wow. Okay.
5: And, and it just it depends on a car and the rated tire. So it's kind of in your life anyway. I don't like it. personally. I'm a small government guy, so I just think it's more intrusive. But if there's idiots out there, they're going to find a way to be idiots, I just think. What it, it's kind of part of your life
4: now. That's true. I mean, is is there anything that would pass muster with you if it came to a guy like this, who had a string of speeding tickets as long as your arm and was you know, frequently out there going 103 miles an hour?
5: They just needed... Have harsher punishment. Actually, give make them do the punishment. That just there's so much lax in laws and stuff like that. A DUI should lose his license. He should lose his ability to drive or go to jail. I mean, I just really think that it should be harsh punishments for violating laws. And punishment should be given, not pass the buck along, not give him a second or third or fourth or fifth chance. If a guy has four DUIs, he should not see the light of day for a while. They should know this is serious, and that will help stop things.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, Terry, thanks a lot for the call. Yeah. I feel like your only solution is prison. Yeah. I mean, you can take their license away, but they're still going to drive. Again, same with people that get DUIs. Unless there's some kind of um, like recognition ID that we can put in every car, like iris scan or something like that, where you really cannot drive a vehicle if it's not you. And that sounds complicated and expensive. Because it's the same thing with the breathalyzers. I mean, we have people that will just put them in, the, in whatever car they're in, yeah. you know, because what if you drive somebody else's car?
4: And it's complicated and expensive now, but 10 years from now, it probably yeah. won't be. So, and, and it just, it sounds crazy to even be talking about this, but the thing is, even prison, they're going to get out. Right. You can't, you know, well, you were speeding a lot. We're going to throw you in prison for the rest of your natural life. You know, that's not going to happen. And what's going to happen when they get out? They're going to get right back behind the wheel again. You just know they will.
1: And so then I think, is there a way to like put sensors in roads that don't let cars go over a certain speed? I asked the universe. That's what I feel like it's going to take. Yeah. You put technology in roads that connects to your car that doesn't let it. We don't have speed limits anymore. Your car just won't go over a certain speed. <laughs> I
4: mean, I Figure can, that one out. I can I can hear the the sovereign citizens movement going <laughs> no. Uh, we'll go to it and go to Kevin and Independence up next. Hey Kevin. Hey, how are you? It couldn't be better. What's on your mind?
6: Well, I, you called and and we're, you were saying made a statement about cars that have uh, warnings and things like that. Yeah. My my company car, they actually put a little bitty black box and it hooks right up underneath the dash. And it does all kinds of stuff. If, if I don't have my seatbelt on, when I'm backing it out of the driveway, it will send a notification to the company. And it gives an audible warning, which is annoying as all get out. <laughs> if I, it, Anything that I do in the car, it sends that information to the company. It, you know, if I'm driving five mile an hour the speed limit, I'll get a beep. And it, and it just says, hey, you're over five miles an hour over. But if I go six, it will beep and send the information to the company. If I go 80 miles an hour, it just says, nope. And this loud audible warning goes off, and it is annoying. And it will not shut off until you drop one mile an hour under the speed limit. Okay. So, it, and, of course, all that information is sent to the company. And it's all GPSed, and, and they can tell... Exactly where you're at at all times. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, so they have that technology that's there. And I think one of the guys before was just talking about how they can governor the cars. You can do that. You can do that because, like, pickup trucks. You can't, I think it's 105. I think the trucks shut down and will not let you go any faster than that on new vehicles like that. Wow. So, because um, I've gone out and I love cars, and, and we love to get out on the road. And, and I like to drive fast. Um, but on these new trucks, I tell you what, boom, it shuts you down. And you just can't go over a certain speed,
4: period. I have it's never amazing. tested the so limits. The technology's there. Yeah, I've never tested the limits on our new one. But, yeah, that. Uh, what does the company do with the information? Do they dock you? I mean, if you get so many notifications from your vehicle a month, will they take money away from you?
6: Well, they won't take money, but uh, if it, the violations, if they deem it, it, it's it's a termination offense. So they can what fire they you do. for it. Okay. Got it. All right. Yeah, they, they tell you that right up front. Well,
4: yeah. keep, keep, it, keep it slow and steady, Kevin. Thanks. I don't want Thanks, you losing Kevin. your job, buddy. Thank you.
1: I like somebody who admits I like to go fast. Yeah. <laughs> At it's least you fun. know it. <laughs> it is. Uh, all right. We need to take a break. Everybody who's on hold hang with us here. Get to your calls next on KMBZ. National Transportation Safety Board wants automakers to install warning systems in cars to warn people if they are speeding. It's because of the repeat offenders that are able to just keep offending and then get into really bad wrecks.
4: And we're already hearing from people that are finding ways to disable (laughs) theirs, which I think is, first of all, so hilarious. And second of all, so (laughs) completely American. (laughs) We go back to the phones and head to Dale in Kansas City. Hey, Dale
7: hey good morning I appreciate y'all for taking my uh
4: call absolutely what what do you got for us?
7: okay, so our job for a trucking company uh the newer trucks I know they've been uh having videos to where they're thinking about putting self-driving trucks on the road It's a very bad a very bad idea i think yeah but the truck I am in now um if anybody cuts me off or so close to me, it'll automatically just stop like push on the brakes I don't have no control over that. Um, it scared me one time when I first got into it because somebody had kept me off. my truck stopped, and I just looked and prayed for the person behind me because if they're not paying attention, they're going to run into a, a tractor trailer that just stopped all of a sudden. Yeah. So, I, I
4: was- Those things, I mean, the, the automatic braking and all of that stuff, I argue with mine all the time because uh, you know, when I go to back into my garage, It'll, it'll just figure, oh, you're about to run into Because I got bushes, you know, right next to the driveway. And it'll see the bushes and freak out and slam the brake on And I'm like, oh, with this again. And it, it encouraged me to just shut the thing off. So I did. And it's like, I like the idea of having it there in an emergency. But if it's going to be unreliable like that and annoy me when I'm trying to get into the garage, I'm not going to have it turned on. Yeah, the only
7: thing about this is that I can't turn it off I it can't turn it on. It, it is how it's there. And I just hope that nobody come as close as they need to be, you know, because I got tailgaters and stuff. Yeah. I only do sixty eight, you know, most people want to do seventy five plus and it's just bad for me to skip somebody catching a job and then my churches want to stop on a break all of a uh, all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> we
4: we've, yeah. we've we've seen plenty of that. Dale, thank you. Good luck out there.
1: Thanks a lot, Dale, for getting in. Uh, We will get to as many as we can here before 1130. Diane is next up in Leavenworth. Hi,
7: Diane. Hi, guys. I I was just wondering, what about, you know, when they put those things on you for a house arrest? Like if you've had like two or three Three different... Ankle monitors? Yeah, yeah. Something like that where, you know, if they've got them on there after they've had so many uh, either DUIs or, or speeding tickets... To put something like that on them, and and if they go get in a car or start a car, or you know, it tells the police that, hey, this idiot's
1: trying to drive. Yeah, we just need to figure out a way for people not to cut them off. But yeah,
4: yeah. If and oh, Diane, yeah. Diane, thanks. Yeah, if if there was a way, uh, and there must be right because the proximity sensors are getting better. Be, yeah. Because you have to allow that person to ride in a car.
1: Correct. So it's got to know the difference. If
4: you're in the driver's seat versus the passenger seat, then, yeah, it doesn't seem like that would be all that hard to figure out, but, hey.
1: And my seatbelt monitor doesn't know the difference between my purse (laughs) and a passenger, so we got to figure that out then, too.
4: Exactly, yeah. We'll go to, yeah, put your dog in the seat one time. Yeah, it (laughs) doesn't know the difference between those either. Noah's in Gardner. Hi, Noah. Hey,
3: how are you
4: doing? Doing well. What do you think?
3: I mean, I'm very pro- uh governors on cars i you know i just think why why does anybody need to go 150 miles an hour or have the ability to go 150 miles an hour on a roadway i just i don't see the the need for it um and why car companies are doing it it's just a way to make more money for them make better make sales if you say that you have a car that can go that fast where are you driving it that can go that fast are you on a racetrack you know like, yeah well, yeah, and, and they do
4: exist. I mean, you know, places like KCIR that used to do that, uh, you know, that would let you go out and, and race your car. Um,
5: yeah,
4: I know that's great. And I know most people aren't going to do that anyway. So I I guess it's just, uh, well, there, there's got to be a reason for it, right? Uh, and, and the fact that, I, I mean, I'm learning along with you that there are governors on cars now that are you know related to the tires and all of that. I had no idea they were doing that.
3: Yeah. And that's not for the, that's not for the individual safety. That's for the, the tires. Like they're not, uh, I, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to me that, that car companies are making cars that can go that fast when it's very limited the the amount of spaces that you could even take a car to go that fast yeah. legally. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that harsher punishments is necessarily the, the answer. Uh, personally, uh, I don't know. I just I think it's a simple solution is just have car companies uh, reduce how fast a car can go, and it doesn't have to reduce power. Like you can still have a, a V eight engine, and you just can't go two hundred miles an hour. You know, like yeah,
4: you got it. And and in, you know, thank you very much for the call, Noah. In places where you can, like if you want to export the cars to Germany or whatever, so you can drive them on the autobahn at two hundred miles an hour, just take mm-hmm. the governor off. That's easy. <laughs>
1: We don't want it to be too easy,
4: but yeah, <laughs> Yeah, true enough. All right, we'll let Jim and Tavika get the last word on this one. Hey, Jim.
8: Okay, bah humbug on these speed control. <laughs> and I got in trouble with one on our fire truck. I had firemen needing the load of water I had in the tanker. I was driving it as hard as I could get to, but they had a control set at 60. Okay, I hit a downgrade and got it up to seventy two and that miserable no count smart Alec decided to shift itself in neutral and go to idle and even when I got it back down to speed, got that got it back down below, it wouldn't pick itself back up. I had to completely stop, shut the motor off, count to ten, and restart it while these firemen are out here screaming for water. Wow. So some of these things that we're putting on some speed controls aren't quite what they're cracked up to be. Now my other speed control that's on my old big dump truck, it will run 64 miles an hour in eighth gear. In ninth gear and high gear, it will run a total of 67, because it will just take it away from you and keep you below 67. So there's some there's some things for it and there's some some reasons for it, but we've got to have some sense applying it. You got it. Take care, my friend. All right, you do the same. Thanks, Jim.
1: We can end, I think, nicely on that note. Thanks to everybody for getting here. We're going to switch gears. KC Holiday Boutique gets underway starting tomorrow. It's already that time. Uh, We'll have a special guest on to talk more about it coming up next here on KMBZ.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy
1: Hard to believe it is already that time of year, but it uh, starts tomorrow. The KC Holiday Boutique. Lots of fun stuff out there, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it.
4: Yes, indeed. And we have the uh, woman who runs Graceful Leo Designs online with us. Josie DePew, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's
4: great to talk to you. I want to talk. We'll get to the Holiday Boutique writ large here in just a minute, but let's talk a little bit about Graceful Leo. What do you do?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Grace Leo offers a lot of handmade items. Um, so growing up, my name is spelled J-O-S-E-Y, so I can never find anything that had that spelling on it. So I offer a lot of make-your-own items to make it feel personal to the customer, to make it feel like it really is something that they want to uh, love and something that they feel like is personally theirs. So that's kind of the backstory behind a lot of stuff that I do. Um, and, yeah, everything in my booth is handmade by me personally. I'm actually located in Tennessee, uh, but I came back home, quote-unquote, for this event. I grew up in the area. So I'm super excited to be back. i uh, super excited to do this show. It's been my biggest show I've ever done. So I'm very anxious, but very excited for it.
1: Uh, so I'm laughing for two reasons. Number one, my name also is spelled very differently. And so I can relate to never being able to find something with your name spelled correctly. <laughs> and I also am a big fan of jewelry. I my, I grew up in a family of jewelers. And so I appreciate that. Tell me about the desire to start a business of your own and where that came from.
0: Absolutely. So... Um, I am actually a military spouse. Um, I met my husband while attending the University of Central Missouri uh, in Warrensburg and um, we moved to Clarksville Tennessee back in 2020 so it's prime COVID time and during that time no one was hiring. I couldn't find anything to do with my degree and I was just really discouraged and um, my degree is graphic technologies and so I know design work as well as printing and things like that so I'm like, well, let's try some freelance design work. And so freelance is what I started off with, and then I started getting the handmade stuff. Um, the first thing I did was earrings, and that's kind of where the handmade thing started uh, taking off. So I started with a small laser. I have since upgraded to a much larger laser cutter. Um, so all my items you see are made out of wood, acrylic, and items and materials like that. Um, so yeah. So moving during COVID, uh, couldn't find a job. Let's do something something works and something keeps working. Um, and so here we are with Grace Leo. I've been in business for three years now um, and it just keeps growing and growing every year. And I'm so proud of it. And, you know, I I hope people love my items. I love my items. So, when I see a customer purchase something and they get really excited about it, it makes me feel really good.
4: That is that's very cool. And again, the uh, the, the holiday boutique is going on this coming weekend at the Overland Park Convention Center. So you're going to see all kinds of of handmade and homemade and, uh, you know, things just like this, you know, great little gift ideas for the holidays. So tell me a little bit about coming back to the area and, and being a part of something like this, being a part of the holiday boutique, because it is something that's that's so specific to here. I mean, I, I hear people raving about it every single year it's got to be nice to be able to come back and, and put your stuff on display and see what it means to the home audience huh
0: it is absolutely yeah so my business has really grown in tennessee of course so but to be able to come back home to where all my friends and family are um it's something i'm really looking forward to i already know i have a lot of people coming out who's going to come see me and it's just kind of your hometown pride that you get you know being back in an area that you grew up in and you know seeing the site that you always saw growing up and i attended this event several years ago so i knew it was a great event and so to do, be a vendor there now and to be able to you know, see all the customers and the shoppers coming through and seeing familiar faces and, of course, all your Kansas City pride items that you see out there, too, with the, the yellow and red and the blue and uh, white and royals and all of that. So it's be a very special feeling, one that I'm proud to be able to share my business back home, proud to be a part of such a great event, proud to be back home. So it's just a lot of excitement, a lot of pride, for sure.
1: What's in demand? What are you finding that people are wanting jewelry-wise? So
0: I'm honestly getting a bunch of different things right now. Um, Things with initials are super popular. I actually offer a custom etched jewelry um, necklace or bracelet or a pendant. And so you're able to pick it out right there on the spot. I have my little laser with me. Um, You're able to customize it right then and there. So that's been really in demand for for me lately. Um, There's The reusable car freshies have been really big too, not jewelry related. However, they've been probably one of my most popular items as well too. So Um, Definitely stocking stuffers, I think, has been my go-to for a lot of my customers. But then I also have the personalized items like the custom-match necklaces, too, that are um, really popular right now, too.
4: That's excellent. And, uh, you know, I wonder, too, when it comes to the business world, especially for something like what you do, there are so many different avenues that people try to take. And, I mean, I'm sure there was a time when the websites that kind of aggregate all of this stuff were the order of the day. But it seems like now it's just such a nightmare to try to wade through. How do you make yourself stand out? Obviously, you know you you have your own website and your own business. That's the first step to that. But how do you then make yourself stand out in a world where everybody wants to have a business doing what you do?
0: Right. Absolutely. So when I first started, like I said, I started with earrings, so that was kind of my main focus. But then with having my design background, I realized I want to be able to put my own talents to to the test and, you know, create these items that people you don't get to see out and something that's completely custom and whatnot. So with having the custom feature, that's kind of been my niche, um, especially during the week when I'm back home. That's what my primary focus is. And then now at the shows, like I mentioned, you know, I have the build your own items where... Um, people make it feel like it's personally there. So that's kind of the re- the niche I really zoned in on. It's just a couple things that people can come in, they can pick out the items that they really like, put it all together, and it feels like it's theirs. And so, you know, you'll see things that people have at their booth that's already assembled. And so you just have to go up and purchase it, and you can't pick it out specifically to how you like it. And so I've gotten a lot of good feedback about that as for people, you know, like I said, feeling personal to them, it's the colors they like, it's the style they like, and whatnot. So that's really here, It that's kind of been my niche this year, is being able to do the things that, people feel like it's really personal to them.
1: Do you have thoughts on what would come after this? I'm, I'm not trying to push you into the next phase of your career, but <laughs> brick and mortar, you know, is Etsy a place that people go next after shows like this? What, what are the other avenues?
0: Uh, I, you know, a brick and mortar store would be fantastic. I would absolutely love to have a brick and mortar, but like I said, being military spouse, we move quite often. But I don't know how feasible that'd be for me. Um, But for me, honestly, it's just to keep growing. Like I said, I've had really great growth, growth these past three years. And for me, it's a stable career that I can have while also following my husband and his career. And so if I can just keep doing this, if it keeps making me money and it brings me joy, then I have no reason not to do it. Um, so, yeah, so just keep seeing the growth. And maybe when we settle down one day, I do get that storefront. So that will definitely be my huge goal at
4: the very end. <laughs> Josie Depew is with us. And, again, she is uh, behind Graceful Leo Designs. You can find them online, by the way, at GracefulLeoDesigns.com. So if you want to get a little preview of what you might see there at the booth during the Holiday Boutique this weekend, you can absolutely go to the website and check that out. Tell me about your experiences with trade shows and things like the Holiday Boutique. Where, I mean, do you find yourself, as much as, sure, you're there for your own own business, but do you find yourself kind of wandering around a little bit, see what else is out there, and maybe pick up a couple of uh, gift ideas for yourself?
0: Oh, absolutely. I love doing vendor events. You know, you get to meet so many amazing people, um, especially, you know, between the different vendors and then your customers are coming to your booth, and it's so fun to get there and talk to all these different people. Uh, for me, I work from home, so to be able to go out in public and actually talk to people is fantastic, <laughs> too. So I enjoy the interaction. And then, yeah, whenever you're out shopping from these other small businesses, you know, you get to support them as well, too. And, you know, ever since I've started, I definitely try to support other small businesses as much as I can because it just means so much to that person behind the business. And, um, you know, that, that little extra money you give to them can help them pay a bill or buy a Christmas gift um, and things like that. So, yeah, be able to support others i you know, also going out and meeting new people, and you know, making money isn't a bad thing either. So, I'm happy oh, about yeah. that. But, um, I, I absolutely love doing events, it's probably one of my favorite things about having my own business and be able to go out and meet people and, and talk. So,
4: good for you. Well, again, it, it all starts today, as a matter of fact, Wednesday the 15th. Uh, I, I'm sorry, you know, it, it starts this weekend. I'm sorry, Friday. Uh, I'll get it straight one of these I days, have
1: November 16th.
4: Yeah, which would be tomorrow. Website. Now I'm all kinds of confused. This is Thursday, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Tomorrow's Thursday? That is okay. tomorrow, yes.
4: Uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Okay, so yeah, go to the Overland Park Convention Center. Yeah, we, that's, that's how organized we are around here, Josie. Thank you so much for being with us. Again, gracefulleodesigns.com is her website, and you can learn more about the Holiday Boutique. We'll give you the website for that here in just a couple of minutes as well. Josie, can't wait to have you back in town. We'll look forward to seeing you this weekend.
1: Thank you so much. I can't wait to see everyone there. You
4: got it. Take care. <laughs>
1: Thanks for being on with us. Okay, it is KCHolidayBoutique.com. Thank you. Somebody make sure I know. Today is Wednesday. Now you have me making sure, like, is, today, is it 2023? <laughs> am I in the right year? Do I have the updated website? Uh, there is, uh, you can save two bucks if you buy your tickets online. It's uh, KCHolidayBoutique.com. And go it does indeed,
4: it yeah. Go from the 16th to the 19th. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, you, Are you, you counting on your fingers? Yeah, that's what I, I, was doing. I, I am. <laughs> Completely. Uh-huh. Go to the Holiday Boutique. You'll have a wonderful time when you're there, we promise.
1: Absolutely. All right. We'll take a break here. Uh, coming up before we wrap the hour, I was very curious about this. We have the world's most contaminated, most dangerous ghost town to the point that it's not even on a map. Visitors are still going though. We'll talk about why coming up next on KMBZ. Happy to have you here on this Wednesday morning. All right. Volvo has a new product that they are calling a living room on the move. What's the short term for this with the M in it? Oh, it, it, it? I
4: think it's an EM90. E-
1: yeah, EM90. Um, and then there's a couple other terms in this. So we have the ad for it. Unfortunately, it's not available here yet.
4: No, and it's a it's a well, it's a minivan, really. Um, but it's supposed to be just designed for creature comfort above all things. They've referred to it as a living room on wheels. And the thing that caught our eye about this, or rather caught our ear about this, is that they've done a a six-and-a-half-minute-long advertisement. We are not going to play six-and-a-half minutes of this advertisement for you. But we had to pull out a little because if I was looking for... A spokesman. If I were looking for a voiceover guy with a Glasgow accent, now why you would use a Glasgow accent to sell things in China, I'm not sure, but it would be this guy. We got about 30 seconds of this ad. Listen to the accent and just the voice on this guy and tell me what you wouldn't buy from him.
2: Sometimes home is finding the perfect place to unwind, like inside the beautiful Volvo EM90. The EM90 is spacious enough for all your little extras in life. Enough room for work and play. Or if the mood strikes, room to sit back and enjoy the blue skies.
1: I mean, <laughs> that accent is fantastic. The ad also is really cool. Oh yeah. Um, It's, I try to describe it. So to describe him, he's probably 60.
4: I was thinking a little younger than that, but you you may be okay. right. Um, yeah, somewhere in that fifty to sixty range.
1: Tall, Thin, lanky, yeah. little bit of white hair on top. Right. Kind of an imposing figure. A little bit despite of a, that frame. A
4: little bit of gruff, a little bit of beard going yeah. on as well, but not too much. And and yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of what they were trying to get across in the ad is that even a guy like this, tall, lanky dude, could be right at home, kicking back, having a good time. <laughs> in his Volvo EM90.
1: When you look at this ad, uh, you think that this vehicle costs a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Because of how gorgeous the scenes... And he's in the whole thing. He walks from one scene to the next... And some of it's black and white, and some of it's red velvet, and all the textures. I lo- If I didn't know this was for a car, a vehicle, I'd think you were trying to sell me a mansion.
4: Definitely, yes. Um, and and he almost has that realtor look about him, you know? <laughs> it's funny you should say that. I didn't put that together until just now. But it, it's, I mean, the ad makes you really, really, really want this thing. Um, the other thing about it that I thought was interesting is that it's an EV but they made sure to put in this that the range on this thing is 450 miles, which is, wow. yeah, I mean, for for an EV, that is extensive. So uh, when it gets here, and it, it will eventually, I'm sure, uh, you know, Volvo is very eager to compete in that market with Ford and Tesla and, you know, all of the other ones that are already available here in the States, that uh, I'm, I'm curious to see where that price point is. My guess is is going to be somewhere in the eighty dollars to $90,000 range.
1: So it starts at $114,000, only available in China at first. It will be popular. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there will be a demand for this. And it, it no doubt it will eventually come here. Here's some what they talk about. Uh, many of the functions can be controlled with your voice, including audio. Just think about the functions that you have in your house that you can do with your voice. It's the exact same thing. Uh, with a voice command or by flicking a switch, the car's screen, seats, windows, air conditioner, and lighting can be adjusted for theater or meeting room use or even a bedroom setup for the <laughs> rear seats. Yeah, and the seats
4: are completely modular and adjustable. It even shows him at one point during that ad, in fact, during the part that we played, taking that seat and moving it from one row back to the next row. So you can you can set them up however you want. You just hit a button and it goes to the configuration you're asking it to.
1: 5g connectivity Mm -hmm. so that if you're working like you would be from your house sound isolation and road noise cancellation so they claim that between the suspension and the silent tires which apparently is a thing Mm -hmm. you won't hear anything
4: yeah it's, uh, so yeah, to hear that it's going for over, a, you said it was 112 is where it starts? 114, 114 yeah. yeah, is where it starts. Um, yeah, that that's a little surprising that it's that much for a van, but with all the things you can do with it, yeah, maybe it will be that much when it gets here. We can, we can hope for a little bit of a break from the folks at Volvo, but not yet.
1: So here's what I'm picturing is, and this is because TikTok shows me a lot of this stuff, is like van life is a thing. And so you have all these people and it's mostly people in their early to mid twenties that took vans and then converted them into basically tiny houses, yeah. but they're fully functional. Kitchens with a bed, the whole thing. That's what I'm picturing. How. How big is this? Like, what's the living space in it? Yeah, it's hard to
4: tell. I don't, uh, I mean, it's longer than the average minivan because they do show a couple of shots from the outside of it. So the mm-hmm. wheelbase on this thing, wheelbase is the the measurement from the middle of the front wheel to the middle of the back wheel. And okay. and that's got to be eight feet. I mean, it's extensive. So, uh, I mean, it's just, it's a very cool looking, I mean, from the outside, it, you know, it, whatever boxiness you have in your brain from Volvo, it's not exactly that, but it's a minivan, so it's going to have that kind of quality to it anyway. Um, it's just, I mean, they they did a fantastic job of marketing it. I just, I wish that it were available here a little bit sooner.
1: Yeah, whoever put that ad together will win awards <laughs> yeah. for it.
4: Somebody on the text line said, the guy sounds like Donovan. <laughs> you, you know, you're not wrong. Play the beginning of Atlantis and you'll you'll probably hear a voice very similar to that.
1: Uh, We can go to the phones here. Rob has called us up out of Shawnee. Hey, Rob. Hey, John. uh, Jamie,
5: good morning. Hi. i got a question for you, John. You haven't mentioned the background music. Did you catch it? Oh,
4: in my room, yeah, by the Beach Boys. Yes. It's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. That's like Jamie said. Whoever put this thing together, they're going to win awards behind
6: this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I don't even have the money and I would buy one. Just listening to that commercial.
4: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Rob. Hey, thanks very much, man. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We're going to we're going to put a link to the the ad up on the Twitters. So be watching for that so you can see. I mean, you can see the entire article. I, I forget. Was it Jalopnik that had this one?
1: Um, uh, in Gadget.
4: It was in Gadget. Okay, that makes <laughs> a lot of sense as well. So, yeah, we'll put the link up on the Twitters or on the X in, in just a little while so you can see the thing for yourself and just get a good look. I mean, like like most of the vehicles that size, the entire roof is glass. That's becoming a much more popular thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all the creature comforts you can imagine. Uh, good luck to them on this one.
1: Definitely. All right. Well, we have a couple minutes before we go to the top of the hour here. Uh, Western Australia is where you can go to find this town that is not on a map. That's how dangerous it is. That is not keeping tourists from finding it and going to it anyway.
4: I wish I could understand. What was the town in Missouri that had the problem with PCBs? Do you remember what I'm oh. talking about? There's a town that they shut down entirely. Was yeah, I can't T- remember. Times Beach. And uh, what they did is they used this stuff back in the early '70s to try to keep the dust down, and they sprayed it all over town. And it was it was basically liquid cancer was what it was, and they they just didn't know that at the time. But they ended up having to shut the whole town down because of it. So in in this town in Australia, it's almost a similar situation. Where back in the 1930s, there was a guy who noticed, hey. This place is brimming with blue asbestos. This is awesome. We can mine this stuff and make uh, all kinds of uh, you know, fireproofing and insulation out of this, and we'll make money hand over fist and we'll be rich. And it worked great for about 30 years until they found out that, yeah, that stuff gives you cancer in a wicked way, too. Just ask Warren Zivon. Oh, you can't.
1: Tourists, tourists are going anyway. Yep. You cannot keep... It's like a teenager. You tell them they can't do something and they automatically want to go. Yeah. This is what's happening.
4: They yeah, they put signs all over the place, warning signs saying, listen, cancer risk, lung damage risk, and people just go, oh, yeah, I'll bet I can go in there and survive. Please don't do that.
1: Again, everything in Australia wants to kill you, including this. Including <laughs> the ground. Just one more thing. Yes. All right. We'll take a break. What's even better than cider at this time of year? cider and golden retrievers get to that coming up on kmbz
2: t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today